0: You're listening to the Net Podcast Network. one of us needs and appreciates all your support
1: hello whatever city you happen to be living in while listening to this you're ready to rock
2: <laughs> yeah Oh, wait, wrong. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, wrong genre
1: of music, man. Yeah
2: I, yeah, I didn't do... I don't know what the appropriate thing is for heavy metal bwa wa playing.
0: <laughs> I thought it was if you mix Kubo and the two strings with Tommy or Quadrophenia.
1: Uh... Well, this is Bradley Martin, and I'm actually talking about an anime today called Ino-Oh, directed by The Saki Yuasa, written by Akiko Nogi. This particular story has ancient Japanese history, all the troubling and traumatic, terrible politics of 14th century Japan. And then 300 years earlier, the terrible civil war that happened between two powerful clans, uh, known as the Genpai War. Which led to the complete annihilation of the Hikki clan and their history lives through music. This actually is a very simple story, so if you're still listening, thank you. There's this boy named Ino, who was born a total weirdo freak, as the kids say. <laughs> Has a freakishly long left arm, looks to be like just a hand for an ear, hops around, does the best he can, total orphan job. And lives with a bunch of dogs, so they call him the dog king. One day he meets a blind boy. And these adolescents, you know, teens, roustabouts. This blind boy who was blinded by an ancient sword while recovering this ancient history I mentioned earlier with his father. He's blind and haunted by his dead father, the ghost. And he can't see that this Inuo, this dog king that everyone's kind of afraid of, is a quote-unquote monster. So he plays his guitar and Inu O dances. Tomina and Inu O become kind of the first rock band that ever existed. How the culture is shaped by this, how the feudal lords in charge react to this music, and how censorship in any age is wrong is kind of what the story
0: is about. Yeah, it was weird watching a feudal Japanese footloose, but it works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
3: Less glitter. Well, maybe more glitter. Actually.
2: No, I mean, uh, it glitter. might be more glitter. Those, those shows did get pretty wild. Yeah.
1: They did. And I, not just, he, I think there's a lot of surreal imagery, but also I think a lot of practical effects they used to wow the crowd yeah. that was supposed to be in world. And yeah. his dancing and performance and just freaking rocking out is the highlight of this movie, in my opinion. But before we get into all our opinions, let me introduce you to my band. Eh? Yeah, As yeah. someone who always has a backup acoustic guitar after smashing it all over the stereo because his rock has no censorship, Luane is with us.
2: I am not smashing those. Those are fucking expensive.
1: As <laughs> <laughs> someone who drops the bass just to pick it up and then drop it again, Ben is with us. Look, those bases are very slippery. (laughs) (laughs) And the front man, who happens to be a woman with the most pitch-perfect harmony, is with us today. Hello.
3: Hello. Hello. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, feudal lord rock band, uh, (laughs) almost famous. Uh, All the tropes are here. Even the, they're getting the band back together trope is kind (laughs) of here. What makes this stand out. And did y'all love this? I mean, look, the one of the important things to the narrative
0: is uh Tomona basically after he gets blind joins the he's playing a biwa, I believe is how you pronounce it, the instrument that he actually plays, and that was a group of priests. Biwa priests, generally blind people that told the stories of ancient history. Uh the tale of the heike, the group that got killed by the current reigning emperor. Um, and that's kind of the thing is like, he's like with them and they like really respect him. He changes his name to join this clan, which was an ancient thing. And then evidently he just decides like, yeah, I'm going to start rebelling to be with my friend because my friend's surrounded by spirits, just like my spirit of my dad. And there's a point the movie, I will say, look, I'm going to say something negative here to get us started because I think we're all going to be glowing for a lot of the rest of this. The movie very quickly goes hey, kind of what our actual story is doesn't really make sense that you have to follow this. It's just a lot of stuff going on with mysticism and this ancient clan. And then we're going to tell these amazing stories like the greatest music video, video you've ever seen. And honestly, you're there for that because trying to follow a lot of the other plot is just like, Oh, Hey, it's that mystical sword. Oh, it's not doing anything. It's still not doing anything. It's still not doing anything. <laughs> oh, Hey, it's that guy from the beginning. Oh, I guess he's related to Inuo? oh but does it, does not matter? It does. Wait, does it? No, it does. Oh my God. Like that's, that's most of this movie for me.
3: I, I really dug it. <laughs> I, I watched a little bit of the, of the trailer and did I just basically agreed to watch it? Cause it was an anime. I did not see very much of it. I went into this kind of cold and blind as it were. <laughs> um, and was pleasantly surprised, and I really enjoyed this. I my father's a guitar player, and uh-huh. so hence the name Harmony. You know, InuO is basically turns into Freddie Mercury. God, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, he's just <laughs> it's it's fantastic. It's it's it is. I you know listening to it, like I I was trying to enjoy it for being historical Japanese anime and then it turns into a rock opera and i am here for it.
1: They really do have a several performances to the people and one of them is uh production wise shoots for the level of a live aid performance with yeah. queen.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. I- yeah, no question.
0: I like I shat on it like with the bit that I have to of like look the narrative doesn't fully matter. Like it's great. It's still it holds up enough, but but I will say, yeah, I adore this movie. Like I I same as Harmony is like I saw the trailer, I said, Oh, it looks kind of interesting. The animation looks great, and like as I found out later, uh this director actually is the director of Ride Your Wave, which is another anime I love, also highly recommended. And his visual style kind of rings through here, of like he knows how to make things just kind of stunning. And just there's some scenes that are just like electric, which just like you know so when it's when it's clearly practical effects, but they're doing it in an amazing way. Like, there's a great bit of shadow work for one of for like the second main act, and I'm just like this is kind of brilliant in every way. And then like the final performance is just like they add back some of the mysticism, but that also doesn't matter because everything else in the concept. I'm like. I mean, technically you could make that work, but it, I don't care. It looks so fantastic. I want to keep watching.
2: Yeah, the uh, the last major, well, the last feature anime that I reviewed for the site was Belle, which I was telling you guys about. And there are some weird commonalities in this in that, you know, that's a whole lot of music and a whole lot of show and different identities and different faces and a deformed, you know, character and stuff like that. Um, but I watched this with... Two of my kids, who also watched Bell, and they're like, "It looks really cool, but i'm gonna go watch Bell now oh. <laughs> um, um so i I get it I think the the narrative was the only part I actually really struggled with with this, like if I just treat uh Inuo as like one of the longest Japanese music videos i've ever seen, i'm totally fine. I don't really care much about the narrative framework for most of it. The only thing that really interests me at all is is the evolution of the two main characters. The rest of it is just bookending that gives me some sort of context, or would give me context if I knew enough about Japanese history and culture to appreciate it. I don't really need most of it. I'm I'm pretty much okay with watching these two friends make their well basically do their um like
3: rock god best <laughs>
2: yeah you know that's i'll just watch their concert that's fine you know
1: the big selling point is the music as i think we've all just agreed on otomo yoshide Yoshihide does the music for this uh just looking at his wiki it you know typical musician looks like he's always working and never takes a break <laughs> So uh, if you could see Kim out, you know, have a listen to it. Now, what I was surprised to find, uh, the lead in this, now we all saw it, I believe, in Japanese with English subtitles, the The singing lead, Tomona, played by Mirai Moriyama, he is like a quadruple threat. He's got tap, he's got jazz, he's got classical, he's got singing. He's like a, a big star for Japanese. Japanese's, huge, uh, Japan's, Huge run of Rent, if you've seen that play. Big voices in Rent. Do you feel that this person has the voice of a rock star? Or did you guys think, eh, I I guess he did his best? Where would you scale him? I think he did fine. I mean, for what they're doing, because they're going
0: for kind of that glam rock glam feel. Rock. Though he had a yeah. growl yeah. to it, like, and they kind of performed with that too in the art, where like as he progressed, like doing that performances on the bridge, he's like throwing his shirt off and like doing like full flipping the hair, like headbanging. So I mean, like it's <laughs> funny they they went for more of the glam rock, but that also is playing up on the jo- on almost I want to say joking, but they're playing up on references to say like kabuki theater with that more than right. glam rock. It's just the parallels they can find there. So I think it all works because that growl kind of fits how they had him act, you know, throwing off his shirt and flailing his hair, and then like the kind of glam rock stuff plays up because of how big the performances are. But also, it's a kabuki reference. It's all, you know, uh, you know, there's a feudal Japan thing here about everything, not just the not just the origin of the story. They they really try to reference that in everything they do when they're kind of modernizing how these characters are performing or acting.
1: Really glad you brought that up cuz my son Calvin saw like what kind of music is this and how can I inject it into my veins right. So I, guess, yes. Uh, yes. I I'm saying I'm saying the, the phenomenal performance and the animation that goes with the man's voice perfect perfect union of visual and audible
3: I think the the voice actors for both uh Tomona and Inu. Um, I think work really well as doing their individual parts, but when they brought them together to sing great harmonies, like I gotta, I gotta comment on that because it was really well done. And it's and it's hard to have two star voices, like it's just it's just a difficult. Um, like
1: like Beyonce and Donald Glover in "Can You Feel the Love Tonight,"
3: exactly. So <laughs> it's it's really difficult. So because they could try to outdo each other and then you just have like ongoing runs and stuff like that which whatever um i really i think they they worked really well together and they they picked these these two voice actors and musicians to play these parts and it just it works it's like i want this soundtrack it's amazing
1: same same
3: but we talk a lot about the music but like we need to talk about like the visuals the kind of dreamy um World like worldview through our the blind, Tomona. There was moments when when they were doing like the the 3D modeling, the CGI like go through the bridge. Like I don't know if if I'm explaining that scene right, but um, which was just stellar. Like everything, the animation's really great, the music's really great. Um, they pull it off, and like I was just kind of like, oh, this is gonna be boring, and then was just like said pleasantly surprised.
1: So last topic before we go into final thoughts music does it belong to the audience to the culture that it comes from to the emperor or to the musicians
3: my personal opinion is that art does not be- does not necessarily belong to the artist at some point so there is a point at which it just doesn't belong to you anymore it's out there it belongs to the people music is made for its own for for many different reasons. And I think to me, that's what the ending is kind of saying is that they, you know, it was a beautiful ending. It was made for them.
2: One of the other elements of it, the music exists beyond them too. Mm-hmm. As you get to the ending it, because it still continues, right? Like, yeah, because there is a significant time jump between sort of the end of most of the narrative and then the literal end of the movie. And, you know, it still exists regardless of, of the character's continued existence. Music does that. You referenced Freddie Mercury, right? Like, And everybody has artists they know that have, have passed on at some point or another, but you still know that music, and you can still hear that music, and it exists, and it gives you that connection back to them again. And so it's hard. Once I think once an artist releases the music out, once they perform it, it's now become it's it's it, it, I don't want to say infected, but it, it it has sort of it's touched the other people it has, and now it's a part of them too. I mean, you know, obviously like literal ownership, money, and all that royalties, all that. So I'm Copyright. Talking about, I'm talking about yeah. like the actual <laughs> yeah. the art, the artistic element of it, right? It, it kind of touches on that a little well, bit without yeah, touching it, on that. <laughs> I will say,
0: just as the last thing on that is. As far as that goes, it's an important tie into this movie, too, because, again, you know, what the Biwa priests were doing were, you know, they're retelling the story of the Heike, And this is all them telling the story of these Heike to a degree that they hadn't been shared before. And the whole point of that was, you know, to try to, you know, pacify the spirits that have, you know, passed on and feel like they haven't had their stories lived on So, I mean, just, you know, in a more literal sense, this, the importance of these characters and their music is very cultural and it is their culture living on and it's them preserving their culture. So, I mean, maybe even more than your general discussion of music and musicians, this is more also, yes, not just of them, you know, spiritually being connected to their
1: music, but also, you know, their life in Japan being connected to their music. Well, let's carry that into our final thoughts. Uh, Ben, why don't you conclude there, your thoughts? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think I've made it pretty clear. It's like, I really do
0: love this movie. Like I will watch it again because the music's so good. The visuals are great. But you got to go in just knowing the narrative is kind of going to let you down. Like, literally, you feel like you're going to get something from Timona's story at all. And you kind of don't like you get how he gets to being a musician and how he gets to connecting with Inuo. And that's great. That's all great. But every time there's so many hints throughout this movie, like they're going to see more of it. You even are told his connection to another main character in this movie. That's kind of his antagonist, I guess that you think he's going to do something. And it's kind of just like, he doesn't care about his own story. And I'll admit Inuo's story is more interesting in a lot of ways But that's because they also focus on it more, and even that just has a lot of weirdness that comes in in the last act where you're just like, oh, sure, sure, let's get back to the music because sure. So, I mean, that's the most negative I can say about this movie. Everything else, it's just a real joy. Like, even when the negative stuff happens to our characters at points that I'm not going to reveal anything, is like, you're still like, I enjoy these characters so much and kind of want to see what goes from it and i find some of the ending very bittersweet to even like more negative than i want to give a credit for i feel like it's not a great point to put these characters at and i think it's because of some historical connections they chose to include in this and then i had to read on because i didn't fucking know for sure anyway uh but i will say it's like Overall, though, if you're a lover of anime, if you're a lover of rock and roll, glam rock, mixed with like actual heavier rock, like you'll enjoy this. I really think you will. I really enjoyed it. I want it to get seen. I'm going to give it uh, 8.5 out of 10 dragons that you just
1: have to accept. Very good. The uh, Wayne.
2: It looks good. It sounds good. Um, think of the best music video that you have ever seen in your life. Um, And that's what you're looking at with this. It sounds great. The visuals are great. There's enough narrative for there to be a story to justify what's going on. But if you watch this a second or third time, you're probably not watching it for the story. You're going to be watching it for the music and, and the visuals. And because it's... One of the greatest live concerts you're never actually going to get to go to. I think in the end, I'm going to give this 3.75 out of 5 Gord Masks.
1: Hey! Harmony!
3: I really enjoyed this. I want to watch it with my dad. Um, He doesn't appreciate you know kind of the japanese culture and anime quite like i do but i think i think i can win them over with this (laughs) i I think i'm gonna try so dad if you're listening that's what's gonna happen um i think it's really important to mention that we are all a bunch of north americans right what so yeah, I know. We are all a bunch of North Americans. <laughs> I didn't say just Americans, so give me credit, Bradley. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell
0: by our pronunciation of Tamona.
3: <laughs> Tom- whatever, Tamona, Tamona. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Tamona, Tamana. Tamada. Let's call the whole thing <laughs> off. Um, so there is a cultural resonance that we are not getting, even if it was an issue of us like just reading up on it. So there is, we don't have that combined history with the subject. I think this is really beautiful. It's well made. It sounds great. And whether or not it's completely historically, you know, resonates or not, it doesn't matter. It's a good time. Um, So I'm going to give it a 8.6 out of 10 um, flying water dances.
1: Yeah, he was water dancing.
3: He was water dancing.
1: I love how enthralled the crowd gets. Yes by Inuo's movement, how he does nothing too different in the beginning. You know, running through the city, and everyone's like, Ah, oh, monster! He's a monster! And then when he joins the rock band and plays with this man, Tamona, Inuo does the same type of movements on stage, and everyone's like, Rock out! He's a monster! Yeah! <laughs> so, other than that, uh, just pretty much saying what you've all said. Visually amazing, sounds beautiful. And me, you know, I tell my kids, music's the first language. If you want to make sure to tell someone how you really feel, learn how to play an instrument. Wish I could take 100% credit for that adorably romantic saying, but I think that came from C.S. Lewis. I digress. I'm giving this one as well. Eight out of ten. Demons who will collect without a second thought if you cross them.
0: You know, I feel like I've saved you all from the worst I could have done this whole review as I continue to try to find a way to use futile and futile as a pun.
1: So you're Uh... welcome, audience. You're welcome.